What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of Dad Needs to Talk Podcast. I am your host, Robert. And today, I've had a very busy last few days, but we got something new from the creator of Chainsaw Man. And my daughter is the 800-meter regional track champion. So let's talk about it. Hey y'all, so as always, welcome back to the show. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. And if this is your first time listening, welcome to Dad Needs to Talk, where we talk about manga, anime, video games, and family. So, it has been a very, very, very... (laughs) busy last few days for me to to say the least um a lot of driving a lot of emotional highs couple of emotional lows but and some new friends made along the way as well over over the last uh week but i'll get into all of that in a second you know general housekeeping stuff as usual make sure to Follow the podcast, subscribe, share, all that fun stuff. Check out the podcast YouTube channel at Dad Needs to Talk. And yeah, so trying to think where to start off with. Hmm. Hmm. I guess I'll kind of cover a little bit of. A little fun story to kind of start off before I talk into, before I get into the whole track traveling talk <laughs> that that I've been doing the last few days. So, a bit of um, I guess this is this will fall more on the housekeeping side of things. So, I got to meet and make an awesome new friend, Scoob. Oh Lord, Steve. Why did I say Scoob? <laughs> Do do I have Scooby Doo on the brain? I don't know. I think all the traveling and being in the sun for the last few days in a row kind of baked my brain a little bit. So apologies on that. Made an awesome new friend named Steve, who is the host or one of the hosts of the It Mob podcast, which stands for Inside the Mind of a Blurred podcast. So yeah, so Scooby Steve. Uh, okay, sorry. I had to pause real quick because I want to make sure I got his Twitter name correct so I give him a proper shout out. So, yeah, so Scuba Steve1428. So, like I said, the host of Inside the Mind of a Blur podcast. So, me and Steve have been following each other online for a, a little while, as I'll say, at, at least in some form a combination to where I think I followed his podcast page and he's followed mine and some other weird form of a combinations but anywho uh we linked up virtually and I got to do a very awesome podcast with him and his daughter Skylar uh it was super fun super awesome um I'll I'll make mention of that whenever that episode goes up but that podcast called us uh, Skylar and Scuba Steve. Laura, I feel like I can't talk today. Skylar and Scuba Steve. 
Um, it is part of the Inside Mind, Inside the Mind of a Blurred podcasts, uh, podcast feed. But anywho, yeah, it, it was just very awesome. Like I said, getting to officially meet him, meet his daughter, his family and stuff, and talk with him and his daughter about we We had a very awesome talk. I think that we podcast for like an hour and a half or something. And we talked about lots of anime and old school cartoons, current cartoon shows. And yeah, it, it was just a very awesome, fun time. And I can't wait for y'all to hear that episode in the coming weeks but yeah um it, it is always awesome to you know meet new people network and then especially you know when you find out that y'all have a lot of cool stuff in common you know because me me and steve are roughly about the same age we we have several kids that are around the same age group and stuff as well so yeah hopefully in the near future we would get to, you know, link up in person because he actually doesn't doesn't stay too far from me either. So kind of get together, you know, let the kids meet and stuff. Because uh, <laughs> my, I, I told my daughters about his daughters and stuff. And, you know, a lot of the things they have in common aside from being close age-wise, but also having similar other interests like drawing and stuff. And, like, my daughters was like, oh, yeah, yeah, new friends, <laughs> you know. So, uh but yeah, it, but yeah, like I said, it, it was just very awesome. You know, shout out to you, Steve, if if you're listening to this. Um, it was very awesome getting to meet you and talk with you and stuff. And 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 I knew, you know, it was like uh, instant friendship, instant brotherhood, just because of the fact that like even after we podcast, we still was just chatting for at least a good, I feel like a good couple hours, even beyond that, you know, just talking so yeah so that 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 stuff is always very nice and and good for the heart and soul i feel you know so yeah so i knew shout out to steve again and, and his awesome family awesome daughter scholar um like i said be on the lookout for that episode of scholar and scuba steve featuring yours truly in the coming weeks so on to what I've been up to the the last couple of days. So for those that have been listening for a while, know that we are very deep into the track season for my kids. And so I am happy to report, as you might have heard in the intro, that we came back with some W's as well as some very big and important lessons learned. So I'll mention my son first before before I get to my daughter. Now, my son, my, my eight-year-old son, I should say, which is my, my middle boy, he he didn't end up advancing to state, but considering this is his first year actually running, he did fantastic. He ended up um he ended up getting seventh overall in the eight hundred meters, so he was he missed it because they so basically they, they take top six go to state and he missed it by one second and so that kind of gives us something to work on because he he did he did get his personal best in running that event because i think he ran it in like a i think it was like a 305 or something like that if i if i'm remembering that correctly 
Um, so he, he did a personal, his personal best in that event. And so it kind of gives us something to work with because, you know, with him kind of being this his first time doing it, he's still learning like the right times to, you know, speed up and pace himself and stuff. And so, you know, there was kind of a moment where he was coming on the straightaway of the first lap and he was about to do a full sprint and we had to be like, yo, hey, yo, slow down, you know, because you used to have a whole nother lap. And then we noticed when he was getting uh, on the other side, he started getting tired and slowing down some. So, you know, I, th- I think he might have burnt up a little bit too much energy, you know, um, early on. But, hey, you know, it, it's, it's all part of the game, all part of the learning experience. And then in the 400 meter, I think he ended up getting... My wife said he ended up getting, I think, like 19th or 20th overall, which is good considering it was like 40 something kids that ran the 400 meter for his age group. Um, because he he runs in the 10 and under uh group, and so yeah, but like I said, you know, even though he didn't advance the state, this is still very big accomplishment. Like I said, his first year, you know, placing that high, and so now he knows, okay, hey, this is the experience. And we know kind of where to go and what to build on going forward. So, yeah. So, shout out to him. Very awesome. Very proud of you. And looking forward to doing this many more times over over the coming years. Now, my daughter, she, and like I said, just as a refresher, she runs in the 12 and under category. So, she... I'll save the big one for last, but she ended up getting, what place did she get? She ended up getting, I believe it was fifth in the 400 meter race. So she'll be advancing to stay in that competition. And the big one, she ended up getting first in the 800 meter. So my daughter is the, I think we're, I think we're in region four. So she is the Texas Region four, 800 meter champion of girls 12 and under. So very awesome, very big accomplishment. And so, yeah, heading to state. She is heading to state in both events, the 800 meter and the 400 meter. So very, very, very exciting times. And I'll go and mention this now. Um, but I'm planning on doing a interview with her. Hopefully I'll be able to put the audio for that in towards later in the episode. I'll, for those of y'all that know, y'all know I timestamp all my stuff. So if you look in the show notes somewhere, hopefully you'll see a timestamp for, uh, you know, daughter interview track thing. Cause she, she wanted to, she presented it to me, the idea of, she wanted to talk about her experience and stuff. Um, you know, doing the track stuff this this past few days. So, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to have that discussion with her in a bit, and I think I'm gonna ask her to be sure. But I think we might try to do video with that as well. You know, to show off the medals and stuff. Um, but I'll talk to her and see how that goes. But yeah, it, it has been a very busy last few days. So I'm gonna back up a bit. So. <laughs> We uh, luckily, you know, we didn't have to go too far or whatever because the event was out in Weatherford. So 
little under an hour for us drive, but man, it was a circus to say the least getting things situated. So we, so on the, on our way out. So the, the event took place over a couple of days. So girls ran Friday, boys ran Saturday. So we ended up leaving out Thursday evening slash night. So when we left out Thursday, I just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the kids because it was, you know, my son and daughter that was running and then my other daughter because twins, you know, keep them together. So took them three to Barnes and Nobles because I was like, you know what? We're going to go be away for a few days. Let's go to Barnes and Nobles. Maybe get y'all some books and stuff, whatever. So I was glad that we did that because after we did that, they picked up some stuff that they wanted. It dawned on me. It was like, oh, I didn't grab any of the, we didn't grab any of the coolers. So we went back to the house. Luckily, you know, we was just down the street, came back, got the coolers. Tell me why we drove all the way down there. You know, after we got the coolers and stuff, whatever we drive, get to the hotel. And I don't know why it came to my mind's wife to access or who one of the kids brought it up, but I don't know. But we realized after we got to the hotel that both of my kids forgot their track jerseys. Now, for my eight-year-old, not too surprising, because he, he is very distracted, very forgetful. But my daughter, you know, we've been doing this for many, many years. <laughs> you know, been doing this for like six years. Very surprised that she forgot. Even she was surprised. So, that mean Papa Bear, Papa Wolf, meets me. I had to go back. So, which, hey, I'm fine with, because... I'd rather we discover that then versus the morning of because that would have been a whole crap show. But luckily, so pretty much it was just okay. we got to the hotel. We discovered that as we were getting the luggage out the car. So we just loaded all the luggage onto the little uh, the little dolly thing that they have. And my wife and the kids took that inside. I just jumped right back in the car, drove back to the house, got the stuff and they came back. So, yeah. That was already a circus, like I said, just just going down there, forgetting stuff. But we got down there, did what we needed to do, did what we needed to do, and took care of business. Um, overall, the whole team did fantastic. I think all of our girls that ran the 800 meters, all of them advanced to state. I know one of the other girls that's in the next age group above than the. 14 and under she got first she dominated like like both her and my daughter dominated their events it was like nobody even close to them and then the girl in the 16 and under she ended up getting i think she got second in her heat but all three of them are going to state and then a couple of boys from our team and other events and stuff um are also going to state as well so yeah very awesome very cool moment you know like i said for the team as a whole to have so many people that's going to be going down to states at the end of the month so yeah we're going to be doing more traveling um in a couple of weeks so and i think that that's also going to be a multi-day event um because i think yeah I think that's going to be like a three-day thing or something like that because because of how they have everybody divided up or whatever. I think that the first event is going to be like thir that Thursday night of that week. So, yeah, we're going to have to 
probably leave out early Thursday morning to get down there and have time to prep and get situated and stuff. But yeah, so yeah, it's been very awesome, very fun, <laughs> very expensive, <laughs> but you know, the kids love to do it. You know, hopefully somewhere down the line, something, something from all this, you know, will will pay off for, you know, will will be returned tenfold someday. But uh, but yeah, so that that's more or less kind of like what we've been up to, the last few days. So yeah, like I said, very very exciting times. You know, it's been today pretty much has been like just like a lot of just chilling and recovery. Just because it's like being out in the heat for that long, you know, because because each day we were outside from 8 a.m. to at least 1 p.m. in the Texas heat. So, yeah. But anyway, congratulations to both of my kids. Love y'all so much. Very proud of both of y'all. And... Gonna be heading to state and seeing how we do. So, but yeah, so be on the lookout for later in the show for that interview with me and my daughter. So, we're gonna take a quick little break and then we're gonna come back and talk a little quick news beat. So, be right back. All right, so let's talk about a little bit of news. So, really only kind of main news thing I want to talk about is that Jujutsu Kaisen manga will be returning next month. So, Shonen Jump officially announced um, the other day that that the uh, that, yeah Jujutsu Kaisen manga will be returning from its short hiatus um, in August, I believe. Let me check the date. Alright, so it looks like it's going to be August 2nd, or for us in the U.S. at least, um, August 1st, because Sundays. Um, so yeah, so Jujutsu Kaisen will be returning with manga chapter 153 the first Sunday of August. So, just a couple weeks away, I am very excited for Jujutsu Kaisen to be back, and hopefully the author has fully recovered and is feeling re-energized and recharged from having at least like a little bit of time off so yeah looking forward to that so trying to think so let's see yeah that was pretty much like I said the only news beat I had of the day um kind of just any any excuse for me to use that very awesome Mass Effect music uh, so yeah so pretty much let, let's just keep rolling right along to what I've been watching for the week so, because of how busy my last week has been, you know, I've mainly been in a hotel the last several days, which means I've primarily just had what was downloaded on my phone, which was lots of BoJack Horseman episodes to watch. So, that's pretty much all I've really watched over the last several days because, you know, last week's episode went up kind of late in the week. So, it's really just BoJack and, of course, Loki. So, I'm trying to think. Now, I did already do a Loki finale thoughts. That video is on YouTube. But, I also just kind of just touched base on it a little bit. But, if you want to hear a little bit more in-depth thoughts, 
and go to my dad needs to talk YouTube channel and find the video there but just real quick and obviously spoilers for Loki season one finale or just Loki as a whole but yeah this finale this seed so okay so Loki as a whole I really enjoyed uh, just, just the whole concept of the different like them messing around with time and jumping out to different big moments in history and things like that but obviously that final episode where we finally get to see um, Jonathan Majors first appearance as Kang Kang the Conqueror show up so that was freaking awesome can't say it too many times but it was freaking awesome just more or less just having so much time to just him just monologuing and just having hey focuses on you and him just talking about the history of the TVA and how he's been the one there the whole time maintaining the sacred timeline and all that stuff and how you know there really was this big war that happened that caused all the branches in the timeline way back in the day but it happened between him and all these other variants of him from different you know dimensions and timelines and all this stuff and so he's been there you know by himself just watching everything observing everything um but yeah, that that whole final episode was just so, so good. And it just has me excited for just how they're going to handle this character and all the different timeline stuff because, you know, more than likely, because, you know, I, I, as I've mentioned before, I'll say it again, you know, I'm not necessarily like the biggest comic book person so I don't have that deep of a history with a lot of these characters and stuff but from what I've been understanding from listening to other people talk other people talking about it is that you know there's probably going to be different variations of Kang show up in the MCU going forward you know with all with the timeline splintering and you know with you know we know the upcoming Spider-Man I think it's Far Away From Home, if I remember correctly, is the title of the next one. That one's going to deal with some multiverse stuff. We know, obviously, the next Doctor Strange movie, because it's freaking called Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness, because that's going to have him and Scarlet Witch, Wanda, in it and stuff. So, yeah, I'm just excited to just see Jonathan Majors just get to showcase who knows how many different variations of this character just because I, I loved how like energetic and quirky this version of Kang was you know as he's kind of just like talking to Loki and Sylvie about everything and even you know in the end when he's like you know when he's like hey I'll be seeing you soon and everything it it, it was just so good so 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 good um but yeah 
Loki, looking forward to, like I said, seeing these characters pop up again. I know that they did advertise or announce that there will be a Loki season two. Don't know when that's going to happen and where that's going to fit in in the grand scheme of things. But I would I would bet that we might see Loki pop up again in, in something, you know, but only time will tell. But yeah, so shout out to Marvel as usual for an, another fun show. So next up on the document on the dock is going to be uh, what's it called? What if it's going to happen next month? So yeah. Uh, actually, I guess, I guess like one other thing I want to mention as well. I guess this is just an extension of new stuff, but it also ties into Marvel-related stuff. So they also announced that the uh, the voice for Black Panther in the Black Panther Wakanda expansion for the uh, Marvel's Avengers game, the voice actor for that is going to be Chris Judge who I know back in the day he was on Stargate, but more recently he was the voice of Kratos in the new God of War uh, series. So that's very awesome. The voice of Kratos is going to, you know, go on to be the voice of T'Challa, the Black Panther, and the uh, Marvel's Avengers game. So I, I still haven't picked up that game myself. So, but who knows? Maybe someday I'll check it out if I find it on you know big enough sale and I'm just like super bored and I really just want to play through something because I've heard that like the storyline of that game with like uh Miss Marvel and all that stuff is really good so who knows maybe someday I'll get it um you know or maybe someday it'll just be free <laughs> on one of these services but anyway so yeah so that, that was what I wanted to mention so moving on okay so next up, let's talk about BoJack Horseman seasons two and three. Yes, I, I have watched <laughs> two seasons in the last uh, week, last few days since I recorded that last podcast. So yeah, the, the, this this show continues to be fascinating. I, obviously, spoilers up to the end of season three slash beginning of season four because I watched the first episode of season four but mainly many seasons two and three this show just continues to be so fascinating you know um it it, it covers so many topics and and I feel like it, it hits me in a especially certain way just because you know I'm you know, obviously, I'm still going through and experiencing some forms of, you know, grief with family and life stuff that that has been going on. Uh, you know, heck, you, you know, that there's some stuff that even happened over the over the last few days that I didn't even mention at the top of the show. But, you know, and I, I don't even know if I really even want to get into it just because I don't want to uh, No, just just know. Keep me your thoughts that, you know, something else happened family-wise with another loss. But, you know, like I said, I'm not going to dive into it too much here. Um, Especially because I was tending on talking about it earlier. But it is what it is. Let's stick on BoJack. Uh, Yeah, season two and three, both of them were fantastic. Both of them had some really, 
gut punching episodes. So just kind of going through, because I'm just kind of just glancing through, just trying to refresh my memory. So in season two with Bojack meeting Wanda, which, you know, she was the owl who was, if I remember correctly, I think she was in a coma for like 30 something years. So she missed the whole era of, you know, horsing around and Bojack and who he is and all this stuff. And so for Bojack, it was refreshing. Like, hey, I found, I finally found somebody who doesn't basically come in with like preconceived, predetermined, you know, information and thoughts about me, who I am, who I have been, all this other stuff, whatever. It's like, no, you know, she doesn't know anything about me. So... So, yeah, so that that was kind of, you know, it it, it was definitely like, like, like a very interesting just storyline the whole way through. Like I said, just him having this person who didn't know, you know, stuff about him. But, it, but you know, one, one thing I, you know, continue to like about BoJack is that they do really good about mixing in comedy within these serious moments and topics because... You know, on the one side, it's like, okay, hey, Bojack's finally finding somebody, but that kind of makes an effect. They're like, okay, hey, well, since she hasn't, you know, been around for the last 30 years, all this technology and different stuff that we're accustomed to, she's new to. She's like, oh, what's a smartphone? And, you know, what is this and what is that? And so, yeah, that that, that, that was like an interesting aspect of it. Um, I was trying to see. Let me see. The uh, <laughs> the freaking uh, Princess Caroline, her and the whole kid in the trench coat episode was funny. Uh, let me see. What else? What else? What else? What else? I guess uh, I, I guess just like a really big one was the moment when Bojack pretty much ended up leaving L.A., and he goes to find his old friend from way back in the day, the the dear lady. And, you know, he travels way up to, or where was it? Uh, New Mexico, I believe, is where she's at. And I guess, you know, him thinking, oh, hey, you know, they can just pick back up where, where they left off things. But it's like, yo, it's like, it's been 30 years, man. It's like, she's gotten married. She has a family, kids and stuff. And so... Just seeing like how crazy and sloppy that situation turned into because, you know, Bojack, you know, he, he was there for like two, three months, just moved in with them, became cool with them and stuff. But then, you know, he had a moment where, you know, he tried to make a move on the mom and she rejected him, you know, because, hey, it's like, hey, I'm married. It's like I have moved on. It has taken me many years to build up this life in this family and you just come in like a hurricane and then he does this crap where you know he ends up right after getting rejected by the mom ends up trying to go after you know in some weird way going after the daughter and stuff and so luckily he didn't do anything with her he got very close but he didn't do anything with her and then the mom finding out and stuff and so you know her threatening him like yo if I ever see you again anywhere in my family, I'll kill you. And so that was like a crazy, you know, end to that episode and stuff. And, you know, of course, Bojack brought a boat in the middle of all this. So, 
yeah, that that whole thing was was just super wild. And then pretty much like rolling into season three, you know, Bojack is going through the whole situation where, you know, they're trying to get him a Oscar nomination for the Secretariat movie because when he was gone for those months, they ended up just using the digital scans and computer stuff that they scanned from him in season one to finish up the movie. And so, yeah, so this whole season was, yeah, just a lot of him trying to, you know, work with his publicist and stuff, trying to get him to go to, to these different shows and events and stuff to get him a chance at a, at an Oscar. I loved the fish out of water episode where Bojack goes to the underwater city. That whole episode was so good. The, the music was just so fantastic. So, yeah, so, yeah, that, that whole episode was just so well done because it, it was like little to no dialogue you know, until the until the end of the episode where Bojack realizes that there's a little button on his little uh, helmet that he could have pushed in order in order to talk. But yeah, that 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 stuff was just like super wild. Just yeah, him being underwater and stuff. And but like I said, the, the music of it was so fantastic. The moment you know of him finding the or or you know getting stuck on the bus and then the seahorse dad having the babies and then one of the babies clinging to bojack and him going on a mini adventure trying to get the baby back to the dad yeah that that was like one of my favorite episodes so far um trying to think what was another kind of really good episode um do 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 yeah, just, just everything, man. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, when he tried to fire Princess Carolyn. And Ellen, speaking of which, I, I loved her kind of falling in love with the little mouse character dude and them having a relationship and stuff. Um, or that's starting to happen at the end of the season. And then, of course, it seems like the pattern of, like, episode 11 of these seasons might be the toughest episodes because uh, freaking Bojack. So he finds out. So unintentionally Mr. Peanut Butter the dog ended up announcing that Bojack was a Oscar nominee and then we get a whole backstory that that was actually an accident that they you know they ended up losing the official letter with all the nominees so they made up nominees and stuff and so when Bojack found that out then he ended up talking the girl from the show back in the day Sarah Lynn into basically just going on a big just drunk and drug trip like alcohol and drug trip and so for a full episode and this spanned over the course of like weeks because like he kept on blacking out then waking up you know hours later days later whatever coming to and sadly that freaking led to her dying it's like it's like they had all these crazy adventures which one of the adventures ended up leading him to tracking down the 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 daughter that he almost messed with at the end of season two and tracking her down to her college and then freaking emotionally scarring her again after you know hey lots of time had passed and she hadn't seen him and stuff they've been moved on and now he just pops up creepily at her college and stuff so yeah not a good look and so that happens and then you know him and Sarah Lynn are chilling and she ends up winning an Oscar for her music. And so then they have this moment where they go to the planetarium. 
and they're just sitting, talking and bonding and she dies. And I was very sad for, for multiple reasons. One, that the character just died, but two, because freaking Bojack, once again, he comes back into these people's lives that had potentially been doing good, doing well for themselves. And yeah, just a freaking hurricane and just stirring crap up and people getting hurt, people dying, all this other stuff. And now he has another situation, another life on his conscience. And so he he has a moment where, because cause one of the characters from his old show wanted to basically like do like a reboot of Horsing Around and have Bojack on it. But then during the taping of one of the first episodes, there's like another little girl on the show now. And then during one of the breaks, Bojack is talking with her. And so long story short, you know, he ends up, you know, she ends up saying, hey, you know, I want to be like you when I grow up and stuff. And so basically Bojack kind of sees the cycle starting all over again because Sarah Lynn was in that same position years ago. And so he just immediately saw the cycle of things coming back around. And he was like, nope, I, I can't do this. And he ends up leaving. And yeah, he ends up just driving out of town. And yeah, that like I said, that, that, that whole situation just sucked. And so yeah, so he's driving out of town. And he is honestly still... Pretty much like he's about to commit suicide because he's just gasped, you know, foot flat on the gas, just closing his eyes, hands off the steering wheel. But then he has a moment where he comes to and then he gets out the car and he looks over across this plane and he sees like, like a grassy field area. And he sees all these horses that look like him running across this field i don't know if they were wild or if they were just doing a race or what because you know they all had clothes and stuff on so who knows but something in that moment like just sparked him and that's how the season ends so yeah between season two and season three both of them very wild seasons but like i said very fantastic seasons that had some very very great moments just somewhere in between. Uh, some of them, you know, had some very, some very tough subjects that they covered and touched on. But, you know, that that's kind of the territory that, you know, with, with Bojack, I just know to expect at this point. I expect there will be many more going forward. But, yeah, th- this is pretty wild. But, you know, it's like, it's like I am, you know, halfway through the show now. Just starting on season four. So, yeah, and and I have a feeling that it's not going to get any easier going forward, and I would not be surprised if there's even more characters that, you know, die along the way and stuff. So, and, uh, oh, duh, last big thing that happened at the end of season three was there was a teenage girl, a teenage horse girl, who called, and so I was like, uh-oh, is this like a long-lost child of Bojack? And so where the heck is that going to go? So if this is going to be some some wild stuff, if this is a child of his that's just, you know, kind of popped up or is searching for him or whatever. So, yeah, we we shall see where that's going to go. All right. So let's just keep rolling right along into what I've been reading this week. So 
I'm going to start off by saying that it looks like Shonen Jump is going to be on break next Sunday. And so I already know next Sunday some stuff I'm going to be doing some catch up and stuff on. Because um, I started, I finally started reading Me and Roboco. I've just read like the first three chapters, but pretty funny series already. So I was planning on, planning on, you know, doing a talk about that because that just hit its 50th chapter. And Black Clover just hit its 300th chapter celebration. And yeah, so yeah, so next weekend, I already have plenty of stuff already planned to talk about that I'm behind on because, you know, I need to catch up on My Hero Vigilantes and Spy Family's 50th chapter will be out in the next week. I am two chapters behind on Children X. And some other stuff I'm gonna you know read and talk about that I that I'm not that I'm not gonna cover today, but just real quick to just kind of start off before I like fully dive into some stuff, I just kind of want to touch on a little bit of the Hunters Guild Red Hood Chapter Four. Um, the the main thing I kind of want to just talk talk about with this real quick is just the ending of the chapter. So, you know, the the last couple chapters, you know, they've uh, the main character, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Velu. You know, he's been working with, I'll just call her Red Hood. And, you know, to, to, to take down this other werewolf character. Well, long story short, they ended up being success, successful in doing so and taking that werewolf down. And so, of course, hey, it's big, you know, celebration. Everybody in the town is like, yo. We're so happy, you know, that you were here to help us. You saved us. You know, you, you've grown up. You've kept our little hamlet safe. And then, you know, there's a moment where, you know, the little boy's crying. And so, like, thinking about, like, yeah, everyone survived. And then we have two unexpected characters show up, as you do in Shonen. <laughs> After a heartfelt save, everybody's happy, of course, no. Fear and dread must come. And so, yeah, so we have these two characters show up. It's one looks like a witch lady because she pops up. She's got the witch hat on. She has a wand and she's on what looks like a flying broom of some sort. And this gigantic wolf-headed dude. Honestly, he looks like, uh, shoot, what's his name from Bleach? Okay, yeah, uh, uh, Komamaru. The seventh division captain from Bleach, the tall wolf headed dude. That that's what this character that showed up at the end of this chapter looks like. And he is like humongous because he is like like the top of the buildings look like they barely come to his knees. And so anywho, yeah, I, I am very interested like who these two characters are and what this is gonna mean for the story going forward because Honestly, the, this the dialogue I'm gonna read in a second kind of reminds me of of Aaron's speech at the end of the first episode, first chapter of Attack on Titan. When you know, obviously the Colossal Titan attacked, and it was all despair. And so, so yeah, so the main character Velu, like I said, he's happy that like everybody survived. You know, these two characters just coming through these giant warps or portals, and so they're having a discussion. And then, you know, the narration is, you know, I will never forget what happened that day. So many lives were lost. 
and all I knew was reduced to ash. It was that day I became a hunter. And then, yeah, we just get a close-up of the witch and the wolf dude as, you know, they're just looking at the down at the village, talking about, look at, look at all the bumpkins staring up at us. And that's how the chapter ends. So, yeah, I, like I said, I, I am very interested in that setup um, because, you know, I, I have been enjoying these early chapters and stuff because, you know, first of all, it looks good. I like the whole premise of, like, some hunters hunting down werewolves and potentially vampires and other mythological creatures and stuff but you know it was kind of like eh, so so for me the last chapter or whatever but having this happen at the end these big unknowns show up it's like okay now let's get to talking and see what's about to happen going forward so so yeah, so like I, said, I just wanted just to briefly mention that real quick with uh with red hood or the hunter's guild red hood so Moving on, let's talk on briefly on uh, My Hero Academia manga chapter 320 titled Deku versus Class A. And so we have another very beautiful just color page with freaking uh, Froppy just on the color on the cover of it. Just it just looks very pretty, very beautiful. And so pr pretty much in a nutshell, you know, this chapter I don't even know if like the whole Deku versus Class 1A is even fully, you know, accurate because, you know, overall, like majority of the chapters really just like Deku trying to run and get away from them. They weren't really like having a full on fight and scuffle. Um, I, I, I kind of wish that there was a little bit more back and forth, but, you know, it, it kind of is interesting, like the the comparison between how dark and kind of dreary the last like several chapters have been in this arc and then now that the class other classmates have joined back into the story at least for now that things are you know a little bit lighter and stuff and not as dreadful and so pretty much we just get like a look at all the different characters from the class you know basically like pulling out various new techniques because that, that, that was definitely one thing I liked about the chapter was just getting to see all the characters using and showing off different new techniques and abilities and stuff that they've learned in the time since, since we've seen them as they try to you know stop Deku and stuff so that part was really cool to see and of course all of them talking to Deku telling them telling him about moments where you know he's helped them either he's helped save them or he's helped encourage them or basically just him being a good friend and supporting them when they needed it the most and them you no know, basically saying like hey you know we're here to, to do the same for you so yeah that, that that's more or less like i said more or less what was uh what happened this chapter but you know like i said it, it was solid overall and you know to to be expected but i i am curious yeah i'm very curious to see like if will will things escalate higher will there actually turn to be like some actual you know scuffling back and forth or is it really just gonna be just you know Deku running around and the class talking to him until he you know basically gives in and ends up going with them or what so I do hope for a little bit more than just you know while this was wholesome and nice what happened this chapter 
I, I would like a little bit more than just, hey, everybody shows up, talk to Deku, and then he's like, all right, guys, sure, and then just comes back with them. You know, I hope that there's like a little bit more, you know, happening between the class. Of course, I'm not expecting, you know, Deku to like, you know, injure somebody to the point where they're bleeding or whatever. But, you know, I, I would like at least like a little bit more, you know, like I said, like a little bit more tug, tugging back back and forth between him and the other characters and stuff. So, but anyway, yeah, like I said, just, just quick thoughts on uh, my hero this week. Now, moving over to One Piece manga chapter 1019, 1019 titled <laughs> Hella so, when when I read that chapter title, I was like, okay, like, what the heck does this mean? What What is going to happen this chapter to warrant that title, you know? And, honestly, I was not expecting... So, so that name is part of an attack that Sasaki uses. So, Sasaki, Sasaki y'all know, is the is the Triceratops kind of fishman dude from the Toby Ropo. And so the little, the little, like, I don't even know like what you call it, but like the little part behind the Triceratops head, he has that where that can spin around his neck, like a helicopter blade and he can use it to fly and all this stuff, whatever. Like I said, I was, Definitely <laughs> not expecting a freaking flying triceratops, at least not in that manner. So, yeah, so th- this chapter was just, it, it primarily, you know, focused on, primarily focused on, you know, Frankie versus Sasaki, which, you know, overall was, was a very cool fight. Um, and uh, of course, anytime you get, you could see uh, Frankie bust out, a Frankie suplex, then you know it's it's a good fight, uh, or was it a general suplex? But yeah, it it, it was just really cool, you know, once again to get to see more of these one on one fights because you know a lot of us, you know, in the community have been obviously you know a little bit worried and concerned like okay, is Oda gonna actually show some of these fights or is, or is this gonna be up to the anime to expand upon them? But luckily, I'm glad that we are getting to see you know more of this like we got last chapter with uh Jim Bay versus who's who so hopefully this continues you know every every chapter every couple every other chapter or whatever we get to see more of that fight and so uh so yeah so we get to see like I said more of them fighting early in the chapter uh oh I forgot to mention the very beautiful double page color spread we got for this chapter and it's just like everybody chilling, having fun on the waves. It's like some, uh, I guess these are big humpback whales, I believe, that they are swimming along. And so we have, you know, Usopp, Luffy, and Brooke on the back of Jinbei having a good time. You got Sanji and Zoro on the back of one of the humpback whales. And then you got Nami and Robin looking fantastic as always next to Frankie and Chopper and of course Frankie's hair looks like a blue whale as well but yeah very very beautiful color spread 
but um but yeah that that was mainly it for the chapter or the big parts and so you know we got we got a little glimpse a little bit more glimpse of sanji versus queen and zoro getting fixed up by the doctors luffy getting tended to on uh law submarine as he wakes up screaming meat and then of course we end the chapter with a with going back to Kaido versus Yamato on the roof of Onigashima. And so it looks like we finally get to see like Yamato transformed, but it's kind of hard to tell like what exactly what exactly Yamato is because it, it, it kind of looks like a bit like a like the Nintel Fox form a little bit, but I know that can't be the case because Katarina Devon has the Nintel Fox ability, but I now saw somebody mention, you know, like with the horns and stuff, it also kind of looks like there's like some antlers or something popping up behind the horns. So maybe like a deer or elk, mythical elk thing or something. I don't know. I am looking forward to finding out more about, you know, whatever this form is so but it, it looks the form looks really cool so but yeah looking forward to seeing more of kaido and yamato so that's it for one piece so last one i really want to kind of just touch on a bit today and, and this is kind of just mainly just shouting out this um because it, it, it's I don't really know if I have too much to add to the conversation on this, but I definitely had to at least mention it. So, the creator of Chainsaw Man, uh, Tatsuki Fujimoto, did a special one-shot chapter or one-shot manga titled Look Back. And this sucker is 142 pages. Now... I've read a fair amount of one shots, but most of the time, at most, I think they've been like 60 to 80 chapters, freaking 142 chapters. But this 142 chapters was well spent because I guess just just like the long and short of it, um, because because I highly recommend you go and read it yourself because I'm, I'm not even going to talk about it super in detail, but it basically follows this high school or middle schooler who is drawing manga in the school newspaper. And then eventually there's another kid in the class who is basically like a shut-in. They stay at home. They never come to school. They also begin to draw on the school paper as well. And like at least just like visually looking at them or whatever, the art of this other kid looks freaking fantastic, so detailed. And so that kind of gives the main character the motivation. Like, okay, you know what? I need to just hey, all my time, all day, every day, I'm just going to dedicate to learning and practicing drawing. And then it kind of just time lapses over several years, going to like the end of middle school, and I think even to like the beginning of high school. And then eventually goes into like adulthood and all this stuff, whatever. And the, the two characters end up meeting and stuff and end up, you know, collaborating and things of that nature over time. And so, like I said, I'm not going to spoil too much of it or whatever. But 
overall, it was a very fantastically told story. Uh, very good. Like I said, you had a very good beginning, middle, end, conclusion, all in this 142 pages. And honestly, I, I would I would love to see stuff like this from other manga creators to like you know what hey you want to just you know tell a nice short story here you go you know here is you know a you know good meaty chunk of chapters for you to just tell a story that you want to tell so so yeah so th- this is like I said it was very good um, obviously I'll, I'll just say you know. <laughs> If if you know Chainsaw Man or if you've read Chainsaw Man, know hey. If you've read Chainsaw Man, then you know to expect certain feelings and emotions and things to maybe happen within the story because yeah, it's not gonna be a Sunshine and Rainbows type of series or chat type of a one shot chapter just to say that off the bat. Now one one thing I am curious about, which actually let me just look up. Okay, I answered my own question just because of the, because uh, the main character in the of this one shot was named uh, Fujino, and so I was, I was like, I wonder is is this maybe, you know, the Arthur putting themselves or telling like like which it, it still could be the Arthur telling a bit of like their history maybe with getting into manga or I don't know. But, um, but the main character in the story or the main two people in the story, whatever, are girls. And I looked up that the creative Chainsaw Man is a guy. So who knows? But, you know, maybe, maybe there are some parallels between the story told here and the experience versus how Fujimoto was growing up and, you know, getting into manga and stuff and eventually the career that they have now. So, but anyway, but yeah, so yeah, go, go read. The title or the chapter title, Look Back, like I said, it's on the Shonen Jumps slash Viz app. Um, 142 chapter, 142 pages. And also, if you have not read Chainsaw Man, that's on Shonen Jump as well. Go read that as well, too. Um, or wait for the anime to come out. Uh, but yeah, I think that might do it as far as manga. I'm going to talk about this week. Like I said, I'm going to save some stuff for next week to talk about because I see that they they released another chapter of that uh, Food Wars One Piece crossover thing the Food Wars Shokugeki no Sanji I haven't read any of those yet so and there's three chapters of it so maybe I'll read and talk about that next week along with Vigilantes and I know I'm behind on Undead Unluck and like I said, I probably try to read some more of a uh, me and Roboco, and heck, maybe I'll even toss in some. Uh... Actually, I'm not even gonna say that <laughs> just in case I don't get to it. But um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll still have some fun stuff to talk about next week, manga wise. Even though, even if the uh, Shonen Jump is going to be on break, so there's always plenty of manga and stuff to talk about to fill the conversation. So. Uh, let me see. Just saying, was there any other quick hits I wanted to mention? Hmm, no, I don't think. Uh, chapter three of Nehru, where the martial artist was solid as well. Uh, Mashal, another solid chapter as well. Let me see. I don't think we didn't get no kaiju number eight this week. No, uh, yeah, so yeah. 
take a quick little break and I'll be right back. Actually, we're going to just segue right into my interview with my daughter about track stuff. So, um, like I said, this will hopefully be both in video and audio format. So, yeah. So, let's get right into the interview. Hello, and welcome back to Danny's to Talk. I am your host, Robert, and today I am joined by a very awesome guest, my oldest daughter, Janae. Hi guys. Yay. <laughs> so, um, Janae is here for some very awesome reasons. Um, she actually wanted to do the podcast to talk about her track stuff. So, Miss Janae here is going to be going to state for two events this year. She is going to be going for the... Yeah, she's going to be going for the 800 meter uh, for 12 and under, which she is the champion. So she is the champion of our region up here in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. So big congratulations on that. (laughs) And she also got fifth in the 400 meter race. So she'll be going, we'll be going down later in the month to compete in states for this. Now, for those of you that are new here or that haven't been listening to my previous podcast, we have been doing this stuff for a very, very long time. Like uh, 2005? Yes. Yes. So, Janae is currently 11, um, so that's why she runs in the 12 and under group, but she's been running since she was about five. So, been going for almost six years strong, uh, and she has put in lots of awesome work and done lots of great things. And so, this will actually be her her second time going to state because two years ago in 2019, when she was nine, <laughs> wait, yeah, 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 when when she was nine. She went to state back then as well for same thing. Oops. First place in the 100 meter. So so she is a two-time regional champion in the 800 meter. So very awesome accomplishments. You want to hold those? Um, okay. So very awesome. Very proud of her. Like I said, she, she's been doing this for a long time. So doesn't get to wear all these shiny medals um, <laughs> without lots of hard work and lots of, you know, lots of time and practices put into into doing this. So we're just going to talk a little bit, you know, with Janae on her experiences and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so how, first of all, I guess, like, how do you feel getting to go to state again? Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> uh, like I like 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 I mentioned earlier, you know, we got to we did this two years ago, and so it sucks that you know last year with COVID and stuff happening, obviously you know there was no track, no sports really, period. So we pretty much lost a whole year. But luckily, you know, even even having a year off, you know, she came back and put in lots of work. You know, we have uh, 
very awesome coaches that helped coach her. She's had pretty much the same coaches since she started. So, you know, shout out to Coach Matt, Coach Tyson. Coach Mike. Coach Mike. Coach Rodney. And Coach Rodney. So, yeah, so all, all of them are very awesome. And like I said, they've, they've known us, like I said, since she started six years ago. So, yeah. Um, so, I guess, okay, so question. So, when, when you first started doing track, did you like it immediately? Or did it take you a while to, to start liking it? It took me a while. It took you a while? Uh, how, how long do you feel it, or when do you think was the moment where you were like, okay, I like doing this? Mm, I think since I was eight. Since you were about eight? Yeah. Okay. Well, what, what, uh, do you, uh, was there anything specific that happened that made you like it? Or are you just like, eh, I think I like this? Mm, I think. But I just liked it. Okay. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that because, you know, some sometimes, you know, some sometimes when you are doing any type of thing, you know, especially sports, you know, sometimes it takes a while, you know, for somebody to like really understand, like, okay, I am good at what I'm doing. I like what I'm doing because, you know, even back when I was a kid and when I was doing uh, cross country in high school, you know, I, I kind of had a, hmm, I, I guess you call it like, like a love-hate relationship with cross-country because it was something that I was very good at, but I didn't always like doing it, you know. I, you know, I, I didn't like doing practices too much, but I loved it every Saturday when we had the meets and we were going for ribbons and medals, so, because I, I have a whole closet full of my stuff which actually hold on okay and just, just to do just to do a little show and tell uh so this is my collection uh from my time running cross country back in the day um which i'll just say shout out to coach spoon for those back home y'all know coach spoon was a legend and he you know Put in lots of work and lots of dedication to teach us to be good at getting all of these. So shout out to everybody back home and shout out to Coach Spoon. You know, rest in peace. We love you. We miss you. And, you know, I'm going to do a separate episode. Sorry, I'm knocking over stuff. <laughs> but uh, but I'll, I'll do a separate episode at a later date, uh, probably sometime in the fall because that feels appropriate because that's when I used to run cross country. But I'll do a separate episode talking about, you know, my whole journey and experience and expand a bit more on, you know, the legacy of Coach Spoon and everything that he meant to, you know, us back home. But yeah, so like I said, we're mainly here for Janae though. You know, like I said, yeah, what's up? I have, I have a question. Yes. So are those medals all in state and regionals and stuff? No. So majority of these are like, I'm trying to think, regular meets and lots of district meets. So I don't think, I never, I never went to state in cross country. I went to regionals all four years, but I never, but I never placed in cross country with regionals. So, you know, I think, uh, trying to think, I think, what was the highest I ever got? 
I think in cross country, I think the highest I might have ever gotten was like hmm, maybe seventy something. Because so when so when we were in cross country, um, so for for those who don't know, uh, cross country is basically just long distance running. Is basically so when you start off in high school, it's usually you start off with two miles, but majority of my years I was doing the three miles, and so the so usually whenever we ran those races, it would be I'm trying to think like. 150 plus people running at the same time or something like that. It was, it was definitely well over 100 people. So definitely way bigger than, you know, than, than y'all's races and stuff. So yes, yes, it's, it's a lot of people. Um, and so, uh, cause, cause most of the time with, with y'all's races, if there is a lot of people in y'all's races, they usually split y'all up into heats and stuff, but cross country, we don't have that. They they just have everybody just line up and they blow the whistle or fire the gun and then everybody just go. Um, so, and plus in cross country, you know, we're not, well, for the most part, we're not running on the track. We're running like through the woods and it, we run through all different types of environments and stuff. So, so cross country, so it's a bit more, uh, uh, mm, hardcore is not the right word. Yes, yeah, definitely a lot more wildness going on because you run it through woods and trees and forests and all different types of environments and stuff. So, um, so it's definitely a uh, cross country is definitely a whole different, I'll say a whole different beast compared if, to regular track. And there's probably like animals and stuff in the forest. Mm. Well, maybe, maybe some squirrels. <laughs> Not, nothing too crazy. We're, we're not running through like. Bears and wolves and stuff. Luckily, let's hope some people don't do that. No, no. Nah. Luckily, no. Yeah, they they you know trying to be a bit more safe <laughs> and cross country. But um, but yeah, um, but yeah. Like I said, I'm not gonna cat scratch you up or something. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Like I said, you know, Janae, she's been doing the track stuff for many, many, many years. Um. And you know, I guess you know, back 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 when back when we started doing the sports stuff. Maybe basketball first. Yes. Uh, so my my four oldest kids, um, everybody did everything. So everybody did basketball and everybody did track. So you know, but just over the years, you know, we took a break at some point around the time when my youngest Vash was born. We took like a year or so break, and then when we came back. You know, we let everybody pick what they wanted to do. And so Janae chose track and her twin sister chose basketball. So, you know, oh, and yes, for, for those who didn't already know, you know, Janae has a twin sister. Uh, sure. Oh. This is like now there's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so like I said, Janae and Janai, my, my lovely twin daughters, um, <laughs> But yeah, like I said, so basically the reason why we brought you in, we were just explaining that, you know, when y'all were smaller, everybody did everything. And then, you know, we, uh, you know, we split, you know, everybody split up, you know, one of y'all chose track, the other one chose basketball and stuff. So, um, actually, you know what, cause since you're here, uh, a, a, a funny joke that happens literally 
every track meet just because she used to run track. The coaches always pick with her like, hey, are you going to run today? Uh, so what, what made you choose track over basketball? Or um, basketball over track, I mean. Because I thought basketball would be funner because you got to really shoot mm -hmm. and you got to like do things with a lot of people. And okay. you also get to do tricks. Yeah. <laughs> Girl. Hey. Hey. Ain't no, ain't nothing wrong with that, you know. But that, you know that. That that's one of the reasons why, why me and my wife, their mom, while we had that talk with everybody about, hey, you know, who wants to do what? Because you know, we didn't want everybody to feel like they were obligated to do everything, and especially being twins, you know, we you know we definitely wanted to make sure that you know they didn't feel like they had to do one thing or another just because the other one was doing it. So. You know, so, but. Well, yeah. fraternal twins. Fraternal twins. So, but, um, but, you know, just wanted to make sure, you know, that everybody, even though, you know, even though they are twins, you know, just showing that, like, hey, you know, they are their own person and they all have things that they like that the other one might not like or they might want to do. Or one of y'all might want to do something that the other one doesn't want to do. Correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, you know, since since, since y'all are here, you know, we'll just kind of explain all this, whatever. How does it feel to be a twin? It feels fun. Yeah, because you actually have someone to get teachers and so confused. <laughs> you like confusing your teachers? Yeah, <laughs> and you get to do things with them. Okay. Yeah. Is, is it like always having a friend nearby? Yeah. Okay. See. Even though we do fight sometimes. That's natural, you know. Uh, you know, so sometimes you know that that's kind of like the uh, the double edged sword of you know always having somebody with you. You know, of course, you no. Know, sometimes you're going to disagree, or you know, uh, not like the same things or whatever. But you know, that's also the thing about being a person, being your own person. You know, it's having your own identity and having your own things that uh, you know, that you want to do and stuff. Now, Janai, since, you know, they started off talking about uh, Janae with her track stuff, whatever, how does it feel with, with your sister going to be going to state later in the month? How do you feel about that? It feels exciting because it's going to be her second time going mm -hmm. to state, mm -hmm. and I hope she does very good because last time she did really good, but this time I want her to try her best to do better. Yep. Yeah, because last time I got eighth place. Yes, that 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 is a uh, that is a very important piece we forgot to tell. Um, is that last time when we when she went to state two years ago, she actually got eighth. So, which is a very huge accomplishment, you know. Of you know, just putting just trying to put that into scope of you being one of the or like the eighth fastest person. In the whole state of Texas. And plus, um, out of like 20 something people. Yeah, out of 20 something people that ran at that event, you know, which, like I said, that that, that is very, very awesome. Um, I, I, I didn't even think, I don't even know. Where is that? Is that medal in y'all room somewhere? Which one? Your state medal. You mean the big old one? Yeah, the one you got in state. I think it is the one you got. I thought it was, uh, like, a record. Hmm. I'm pretty sure you got a medal for that one. I can go check. Yeah, hold on real quick. Okay, I stand corrected. It was a ribbon. 
but a very, whoops, very nice, awesome Hello. ribbon. Oops. But, uh, yeah. Can we so. show them these? Yeah. And so. then we also got... This one's yours from Wikipedia. Yeah, we also got six first place ribbons. It's actually a lot more than that because that's not all of them. Because some of them I have over on my table. But yeah, that's and fine. then we have one second place medal. And then, her and then I got one fourth place. Yeah. And then a seventh place. Which I think I did pretty good. Mm hmm. And then here's, yeah. So this is from when I was in basketball. Well, I still am. It's from my last championship game. Yes. So I made it to the championship. But we got second place, so we got this. Yep, and that's very awesome. So. We get in medals and stuff all up in this house. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, one, one, one day we might have to do a... Uh, a, a bigger video with everybody because of a uh, because you know along with these two they also have an older brother who also plays basketball and he also has a lot of ribbons and some medals and some trophies and stuff as well so and andre got his first yes and got, i think it was it wasn't a metal ribbon yep and they're like i mentioned earlier you know my uh eight-year-old their younger brother um, you know, this is first year running track, so he's also started collecting his own, his own set of ribbons and stuff as well. So, you know, we, we need to find a, uh, get like a display case for yeah. all these medals and ribbons and stuff and trophies. And on Andre's first 800, mm -hmm. he ever ran in the track meet, he got first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No? Mm. no, it's fine. Right. Um because right, I'm going a bit long on this, but, uh, but yeah, so it's been very awesome to do. Actually, you know what? Hold on. Let, let's, let's actually, yeah, let's do something. Okay. So we're back. And so decided, decided to just keep expanding this. So now we have Andre with us. Um, like I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, this is Andre's first year running track. And so, like I said, he did very awesome this year in his first year. So Andre, how does it feel? Running track now. Hard. Hard. It's hard. Even <laughs> and you, fun. And, and fun. Andre, you gotta get better because you have to run track to play soccer. If you want to play soccer still, I do. Yeah. Okay. So playing soccer is a has been a lifelong goal for Andre, and so doing track is kind of the first step of potentially you know getting to doing that. Goofy. <laughs> um, so, stop, silly. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Okay. All right. But, uh, but yeah, so, like I said, we just wanted to just talk and celebrate an awesome year, awesome weekend of, you know, doing stuff. Um, so, how, how, how did it feel going to regionals for the first time? It was hot, hot. That is very accurate. It was very hot because, you know, like I mentioned before, we are here in Texas. So y'all know that Texas heat is nothing to play with. So, uh, so, yeah, so that's why we have to have a big cooler full of water and Gatorades and snacks and stuff because 
Yeah, it, it is very hot. Because we were there for hours. Yes, yeah, we were typically there at least four to five hours usually on whenever we do track stuff. So, um, and of course, this weekend, because of how they had regionals split up, you know, they uh, regionals and state. They usually have things split up across multiple days. So, like, girls ran Friday, then boys ran Saturday. And so, you know, that was, like, five hours apiece each day um, from, like, 8 a.m. to about 1 p.m. Just been out in the heat. Well, um, some, some boys ran Friday and some girls ran Saturday. Yes, yes. So certain events, they, they did mix the days up. Like high jump and the miles. Yes. So, yeah, like the field events and, like, the super long distance stuff. Um, Andre, um, what has been, what has been your favorite part of doing track stuff so far? Uh, um, morning, making new friends and getting better. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you have definitely been making lots of new friends. I can definitely say that. Mm-hmm. All right, Goofy. This is going to be on YouTube. <laughs> So all these all these faces they're gonna be in there. So all your goofy faces. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, definitely whenever you're doing sports and stuff, um, it is definitely a very awesome way to you know meet lots of new people. And especially whenever you're doing a lot of these events, you're going to always be a lot of times seeing a lot of the same people at all the different events. So you also get to make lots of friends from other teams and stuff. So. Um, so yeah, so that, that's definitely a fun thing. Uh, let me see. Um, Andre, do you have any questions that you want to ask Janae <laughs> about track? <laughs> so Janae, how is it practicing with the big hands? I mean, it's okay. It's hard because we always have to do like 800s in the morning and stuff like that. The reason why I don't like practicing with the, um, because they have to run a 600, which is more than an 800. Well, no, the 600 is like a lap and a half. 800 is two laps. So, like, it's just 200 less. Coach Matt said this was a, like, what Andre said, two laps and then a half is a thousand? Yes. He made us do that. Mm-hmm. Man, I literally had to go straight to the restroom. <laughs> Dude, I, I almost got dead. <laughs> I mean, it was, the thousand is actually really hard to do. Yes. Yeah, because you're starting to get close to Getting closer to running an actual mile at that point. Yeah, and plus the it, the thousand helps with the eight hundred. Yep. All right, now Janae, do you have any questions you want to ask Andre? Hmm. Don't do what? <laughs> I already know what you're gonna ask me. Okay, what do I gonna ask? Yeah, I don't want to say it. Um. Let's see. How is it like to, hmm, <laughs> what? I don't even know. <laughs> you don't have any questions for him? I, I have one, but, okay, 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 chill, chill, chill. <laughs> How is it like to work with the little kids? Easy, fun, 
and also kind of hard to, we have to sometimes run 400s. In, in and out, and yeah. stuff like that. It's, it's tiring hard. I mean, it would be, it's easy, because y'all get, y'all get to do less stuff. Oh, you want to see how it is with the younger hands? She, she, she's already been there, man. She, 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 she's been with the, with the younger kids for a long time. Yeah. So. You want to come back and try it out? Mm -mm. Only for one day. Nope. Not happening. Abby, can you convince her? Sorry. Can't do that. <laughs> but, but yeah, overall, you know, like I said, just wanted to just do this little talk interview with them to, like I said, just uh, some congratulations on a great summer of hard work. Um, you know, like I said, we still have a little bit more work to do. You know, like I said, we got um, Janae has state coming up in two weeks. Let's hope I at least get top six again. The same for it. You know, you 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 you've done it before, uh, or you've you've at least you know, gotten in the top ten before. So yeah. we'll shoot to do that, if not better. Um, stop, Andre. Please don't stretch that are out. Are we about to end this? Yeah, okay. Okay. Hold okay. On one second. Okay, we're back. Um, Andre has left us, and so has Janai. So, just just back down to us to uh, to wrap it up. Um, and also, mommy just came in the room. Um, I guess you want to give a shout out to to mommy's. A shout out to Raining Crystal, and make sure y'all buy some jewelry, bracelets, and necklaces from her. Yep. So yeah. So yeah. My my awesome wife. She. As Janae just said, she uh, has a shop called Raining Crystals. Um, you can look it up on Instagram, and she has pictures of all the different jewelry that she be making. So check it out. Get you some awesome jewelry. Oh, yeah, and make sure you subscribe to him. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yes, of course, make sure to subscribe to me. Um, and, yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, you have any other any final thoughts or anything before we wrap things up. Let's see. Oh, yeah, and to all the people who run track or do any sports, I shout out to y'all. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, like, like I said, um, doing this stuff takes a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of dedication. And every day isn't going to be the easy, isn't going to be easy. There's going to be some days where you're going to be tired, you're going to be sore. But, as Janae said, hey, shout out to everybody. Um, you can definitely do it. And, you know, if, if there's any parents out there watching, you know, I encourage you, you know, hey, get your kids involved in something. Um, just because you never know, you know, uh, what they might be able to do. Because, honestly, we, you know, we didn't know, you know, six years ago when, when we first put Janae, you know, into, or any of the kids into, the various sports and stuff, like who would end up liking what or who would be good and what. But hey, here we are six years later and... I said I'm going to do track all, all hmm? <laughs> All of, all my life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we've been doing this for a long time and, you know, hopefully we'll continue to keep doing this, you know, as, as long as, you know, as long as Janae wants to do it you know me me and me and my wife her mother will be there to support you and everybody else along the way so you know um like i said we got a couple of weeks of some hard practices coming up 
to get ready for state. And so who knows, maybe we may, we might be back here in a couple of weeks reporting on how things went with that. But yeah, um, hopefully y'all enjoyed this first interview. You know, like I said, we might, I might try to do this more often with everybody. Um, you know, like I said, especially around, uh, you know, big events or tournaments or whatever the case may be. Um, cause we, we do this stuff all year round, you know, basketball and now we're about to probably be doing track stuff all year round as well. Cause you know, this is our first year. She also started doing a little bit of, uh, AAU track as well. So, so yeah, so that, that's about to be, you know, a whole nother beast as well, but we're going to focus on what's in front of us at the moment and yeah. So like I said, thank you all for listening to this, for watching. Um, like I said, if, if, if you are just listening to this on the podcast feed, go to my YouTube channel, Danny's to talk and check out the video. Cause there is a video of this. Um, so you can watch the video or listen to it on the podcast and yeah, we'll be back for many more adventures and things. So, so, um, thank you, Janae, for joining me today on this. And thank you for letting me today. Oh yeah, of course. Anytime, <laughs> um, you know, doing, doing this podcast stuff has been very fun and very awesome for me to do. Um, and it's also been very fun, you know, getting to do stuff with my lovely children, um, so yeah, so who knows, you, you might hear us see us again for maybe more sports stuff, maybe talking about some movies, or who knows what, because we, we are always doing something, we're always up to some new adventure, and yeah, um, yeah, catch you guys later. So like, comment, and subscribe, and all that fun stuff. And hit that notification bell. <laughs> yes, definitely hit that as well. So yeah, so... Much love to everybody, and catch y'all in the next one. Bye. Peace. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of Daddy's to Talk. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming here. Um, you know, make sure to subscribe, follow, like the podcast. Share it with your friends. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube page as well. And if you didn't, please go check out the video version of the interview I did with my kids regarding track and all the sports stuff. Because uh, that, that was so much fun to do. So shout out to my kids. I love y'all. And, you know, very proud of all the accomplishments and everything that they're doing. Very much looking forward to going down with Janae to state in a couple of weeks and also hey shout out to Janae for approaching me like I mentioned earlier she's the one that came to me and asked about doing the podcast stuff um yesterday after we finished all the track stuff so that was very awesome for her to you know wanted to step up and get out of her you know uh get out of her shy shell a bit and yeah just come and talk with y'all about her experiences so very awesome very proud of her and also you know like i mentioned earlier in the show shout out to steve from over at inside the mind of a blurred podcast go check them out go check him out um he's a very awesome dude and i'm looking forward to working with him on many more things going forward in the future 
And yeah. And I forgot to mention to do this at the top of the outro, but hey, it is what it is. Um, as always, you can follow all of my work and everything related to the podcast at Dad Needs to Talk on Twitter or Dad Needs to Talk Podcast on Instagram. You can also go to dadneedstotalk.com where that is the central hub for everything that I do. So, yeah. Um, and also, if you have any questions, comments, inquiries, you want to work with me, collaborate with me, you know, hit me up on Twitter. You can DM me on Twitter or you can email me at dnttpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is dnttpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, I said, just just hit me up. Let me know. I am, you know, always open and down to work and collaborate with many more people. I love getting to meet new people, getting to network and stuff because, hey, we all work together. We all help lift each other up in this community. And uh, yeah, also uh, one last shout out as well or or a shout out big one because I always forget to do this and I apologize. But shout out to rifty beats for the music i you know do use your music every freaking week and i am so sorry that i do not do the shout outs as much as i should so shout out to rifty beats go check him out on his youtube channel does very awesome music as you can hear right now and yeah i'm trying to think was there anything else uh, oh yeah wanted to give a shout out and send some love over to um, blackanimepodcast.com uh, their main the main guy over there Ash he has passed I believe he now has what was the number I think it was hold on real quick I want to get a accurate count of the podcast stuff sorry for me dragging this out uh, yeah he has he now has a hundred and twenty podcast cataloged on blackanimepodcast.com and for those of you who do not know blackanimepodcast.com is a site that is a collection of black anime and manga podcasters so people like me people like Steve from It Mob and many others you know, like I said, we are a hundred and twenty strong. So shout out to him and all the awesome work that he is doing over there. So you know, make sure to go check it out if you're looking for more awesome and cool people like me. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a lot of us out there, and we will continue to grow. So yeah, but anywho, I've gone on a bit long today, but it's all good, you know, and stuff. But yeah, thank you all for listening. And hope everybody out there has an awesome week and hope y'all enjoyed the interview I did with my kids and hope you also enjoy the video version of it as well. So yeah, y'all be easy. Y'all have a great week and I'll catch y'all in the next one. Bye and peace.